Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I don't often um, have people on that I speak to or interview um, just because I feel like the sort of interview format is so done so well by other people that I would only ever really want to do it when I feel like there's a real value add. And um, I don't know how this happened, but somehow uh, someone that I have admired for a long time and whose whose work has really um, influenced me in such a big way somehow we're connected and I'm literally on a Zoom talking to Richard Rudd who many people um, in our audience would know that um, there is an amazing system called the Gene Keys and Richard is the, what do I call you, the creator? Founder. The creator, creator, the founder of the Gene Keys. So um, I know that a lot of people who are interested in human design are similarly interested in diving into the Gene Keys and they really um, can and do work beautifully um, synergistically together. So who better to hear from than straight from the horse's mouth? So Richard, I'm literally just so pleased you're here and thank you just so much for, I don't know how we even found found each other on, <laughs> fell on the same path, but I'm just really glad we're here. Yeah, thanks Jenna. It's lovely to be here and nice to meet you and um, looking forward to chatting. All right. So how do you, how do you describe the Gene Keys? Um, like if it's not a spiritual audience, let's say, what's like your elevator pitch to how you would describe the Gene Keys to like a lay person? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, if I'm going very lay person, I would mm-hmm. just, I might say it's a system of personal development, something like that. Um, and, uh, and it involves um, profiles and, you know, and working, you know, get understanding your own profile, which is generated, you know, I might explain that it's generated in the same way as human design is, mm. is generated, but, um, uh, and then out of that profile, you get a series of journeys that come out of it. And those journeys um, take you on, you know, transformational paths in life. So they, they can help you heal relationship problems that you have, they can help you deal with um, you know, money issues that you may have, they can help you deal with health problems and uh, help you to understand yourself. And I guess above all, unlock um, the genius that's inside mm. you. That's kind of ha- my elevator pitch, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then for the, and then if you were kind of going one level deeper to the spiritual person, um, how would you say it differently? Yeah, well, I did a lovely, um, <laughs> I, did, I did something recently in Paris, I did a conference, and it was like, um, indigenous wisdom meets high technology. And, and Ooh. so I started by saying, well, actually, you know, we are the technology, humans are the technology. And, uh, but we're un, untapped, undiscovered, mm. we have latent in our DNA, extraordinary capacities, you know, extraordinary mm. capacities. Mm. And we're not even beginning to unpick some of that. So, the Gene Keys is, are called the Gene Keys because they are leading us into awakening, um, you know, some of these hidden, you know, higher transcendent qualities that humans have. Um, mm. And that and those are kind of um, those can be anything from sort of deep compassion to, you know, being able to see around the corner um, and see, you know, literally be able to kind of anticipate what's coming in our life and and remember aspects of the past, the future, you know, and receive revelations mm. from, um, you know, from the kind of quantum field of, of the universe. So kind of, um, yeah, that's a way, another way of looking at it, um, it. keeping it simple. So yeah. And um, you, you briefly touched upon the fact that there's, um, you know, different, uh, 
well, I'm going to call them, you call them sequences. Um, you know, there's like a sort of, for want of a better word for people, there's like a health vertical, there's a um, love vertical. Like, can you just tell us what you call those different things? So people, um, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, I do refer to them as sequences. I sometimes refer to them as the algorithms of awakening, you know, and Ooh. algorithm is, is like um, a code that's embedded in us that's waiting for us to, input it or initiate it and then it as it's initiated it creates a kind of catalyzing energy that sets us off on a transformational voyage of some form that's actually in our life you know so those algorithms the algorithm for love the algorithm for purpose algorithm for prosperity as you said health and other things um you know those are like journeys that we can unlock but the algorithms those those codes are actually embedded in us and so mm. by following a sequence of deep contemplative journeys we begin to unlock some of the secrets uh, that are kind of hidden inside us you know as i was mm. saying you know there's there's all kinds of potentials hidden inside us and and mm. uh, most of those potentials are hidden behind doors that we don't want to open <laughs> mm. That's so true. In your in your understanding, what what are some of those reasons why we don't want to open those doors? I'd be so curious. Yeah, well, I think you know, I in in gene keys, I refer to them as the shadows, you know, which mm. is a term that well known and came from mm -hmm. Carl Jung, I think. Um, and so the reason we don't want to look behind there is because it's pretty uncomfortable, and we have to go mm. in often go through um, sort of uncomfortable patterns, trauma that lies in, latent in us, things that tr that were triggered in us as children, often mm. uh, without us knowing sometimes, and even mm -hmm. before that, ancestral um, you know blockages, or you could call them, or kind of um, not so much blockages in a negative way, just you know ancestral opportunities you know mm. you could say wound opportunities that mm. are waiting for us to unlock them so if we have the courage and some support and mm -hmm. some, enough self-love um to mm. go on that journey i think it you know that's where we start unlocking some of these um higher qualities which are mm. kind of hidden behind our our those doorways you know mm. in, into our true nature mm. because basically um you know, the way that I think is what's so amazing about the way that you put it is that um, it's almost like there are three different uh, frequencies that any of these um, gifts can be expressed through or these qualities can be expressed through. And, um, you know, the the negative, uh, the shadow frequency is what you call it of each. So it's like every piece of light has a shadow that kind of corresponds to it. Right. And so you can't necessarily access one without, I guess, mastering the other or at least journeying through it. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you can't bypass. It's like spiritual bypass, mm. isn't it? It's a known thing. Mm. You can't get to the highest transcendent qualities in your nature. Mm. Well, not in a way that will en enable them to be to to be embodied permanently. You know, you might be able to take a shortcut using mm. some kind of trick or um, <laughs> a, a plant medicine or something like that. And you get an right. instant, you could have an instant awakening of that faculty, mm -hmm. but it won't be able to stick unless you have done the shadow work first. Um, and also mm. it could be it could be dangerous because, uh, you know, a higher voltage of light hitting a shadow pattern it could be very nasty indeed, you know, because you've mm. then you've then kind of created the potential for a sort of a very difficult psychological experience, you know, mm. if you can imagine. Yeah. You know, which often happens actually in people mm. who are, you know, spiritually, you know, haven't done the kind of base work in their nature. Mm. And I'm so happy that you say that because I do feel like um you know, we do want to touch the light and we are hungry for it. And we do feel like it's going to make the darkness kind of go away if we catch that kind of quick hit and that glimpse. But you're right, it's always fleeting when it hasn't been sort of, um, I guess, when you haven't created a soil inside yourself where it can kind of, um, you know, where the seeds can start to, to, to actually sprout. Um, and one of the things that I think is so incredible that I remember when I first read your book, it was just sort of like so mind-blowing because it was so simple and complex at the same time as you talk a lot about 
contemplation and and the power of like a lot of the times the contemplation is the thing right so I'd love you to explain that a little bit more and and talk about your own understanding of of what it does and and what it means yeah thank you I mean I don't know if you've got my little book on contemplation it was like a uh, that I wrote um it's like a short little hundred pager no I need to get it yeah no it's it's short just a hundred pages no no it's like it's literally 90 pages or something so it's a very easy read and it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's non-jargon and it's and it doesn't mention even gene keys um and it's yeah it's the path I've found um that really activates you know uh these higher aspects in our in our nature and it's very simple and anyone can do it so it's incredibly accessible Mm. um and it's more than just sort of thinking about something in a deep way um it it may begin with that you know so if you can apply it to shadows you can apply it to the i mean what i invite people to do is like think of the most difficult thing in your life right now you know that you're facing right and then make that the subject of a brave contemplation, you know, and and what I mean by that is that you're not going to just do it for a bit and then forget. You're going to say, right, I'm going to contemplate this thing properly and fully for, uh, until I have an insight, you know, about it, like a valuable insight until the insight just comes. And that means you might be thinking about it and feeling into it and um you know over weeks even you know but you're going to take it and you're going to really just without kind of trying to solve it it's looking at it as a riddle that you're just holding it in your being why you know Mm. what what is it that this thing is this difficulty is trying to teach me and Mm. show me and the deeper you begin to think about it and you begin to feel your way towards it because you're opening to it you know you're 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 creating a space for it instead of distracting yourself away from it mm. and that's what contemplation does is it creates the space so that we can go on an inner journey and explore something that is begging our attention and 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 then it begins the thing whether it's a neurosis or a emotional crisis or something in your life or or health thing or whatever it is Mm -hmm. the thing will start to talk from inside you it will start Mm -hmm. to communicate about itself Um, and that might come through your mind your emotions it might come through someone else because Mm. you've put your attention on it it, it'll it'll find its way to you an insight will find its way to you and and it's an incredible thing like once you have that first insight it's like oh my god the thing he was talking about happened um and you suddenly see it in a different way and then you're kind of and then you've gone a deeper level in and you have to carry on you know and it goes down through the layers of our being it then becomes like something emotional in our being you know it's it's away from the mind and it goes deeper into the emotional mm. body into and we we begin to explore the feelings around it and mm. and again it's very gentle we're in control of it no, it does you know it's in our own timing we can forget all about it for a week and then come back to it and and mm. it's just the the gentle holding of a space for this thing to appear in, in us and so i call it like a path of wisdom as opposed to a path of knowledge mm. you know so it's important that people understand that about my work is that not it's not a knowledge system knowledge is where you kind of take information in from the outside mm-hmm. and wisdom is when it kind of it's activated from the outside, but it then mm. comes from the inside out, you know, mm. so it sort of emerges from inside us. So that so the wisdom's already in there and mm. um, and and it gets triggered and then the wisdom comes out and then we have revelations and epiphanies and breakthroughs. And and it's actually really empowering because we're doing it. <laughs> No, it's yeah. not being done by an outside system. The yeah. system might be just kind of giving you pointers, mm-hmm. but but you're doing, you're having the revelations. No one mm. else can have them for you. Mm-hmm. So it's really and profound. I, and, yeah, it is. It's so profound, and it's it's really um, it's really such a different approach. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, beyond what the actual gene keys has to say, I think the way that you 
um, communicate is such a there's such a trust that the human has at all it's all insight it really is an inner journey and also there's like a gentle holding for it rather than a I have to know the answer and then I have to do the answer and then I have this 10 steps and the da, 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 and this kind of like chasing it's almost like that's trying to solve the problem at the level with which it's created right yeah. um yeah. so I think it's it's really really um it's so powerful and you know um like you said, it's just, you just have to try it. And, and that's all it takes to see that it does work. Um, it so does. yeah, go on. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I want to um, just kind of take it back to the very beginning. Then if people are curious about their jinkies, I guess we glossed over this bit, like how, where do they go? What do they do um, to first sort of get the, get their foot in the door? Yeah, I mean, I'd just say go to genekeys.com. You can do it mm -hmm. while we're talking now and yes. just download a free profile. You input your birth data, you'll get a free a profile. If you know your human design, you'll be, you'll be recognizing some of the, you know, you'll recognize it. You'll see the mm -hmm. numbers and the terms, but the terms are different in Gene Keys mm -hmm. um, because um, that was the first thing that I changed when I moved from human design and Gene Keys started to appear is the language um mm. you know and i wanted to kind of understand or i had this insight that every every aspect of the 64 consciousness kind of keys that's both in human design and in gene keys mm -hmm. um had layers in them you know they had yes. they weren't just a fixed thing they had mm -hmm. like they were a field a spectrum and mm. so I, so I just want, but I wanted to keep it simple enough so that I just came up with a word for each of the levels, three mm. levels. So sh as you said, the shadow level, um, mm. you know, and I, I, you know, example is, is key six, six, you know, you know, where the shadow level is conflict, you know, and then, you know, the, the gift, which is hidden in the shadow is diplomacy, you know, so conflict mm. teaches you the art of diplomacy. Mm -hmm. And then the, the highest level, the essence, which I use a word called sid, the Siddhi, which is a Sanskrit mm -hmm. word, which means like divine expression or, you know, self-realized expression. Um, in that instance would be peace. So you have conflict, mm -hmm. diplomacy, peace. Mm -hmm. And you see the relationship between those three. You see that the peace is there all along from the beginning. It's mm -hmm. even there as a seed in conflict. Um, and, mm -hmm. the, and in a way, you could say the purpose of conflict is to arrive mm -hmm. at peace through the mm -hmm. process of, of diplomacy. And when mm -hmm. diplomacy is perfected, it it flowers as peace. Yes. <laughs> so that, there's a whole journey in each key. And that's how when someone gets their profile, they can begin to look at these words that relate to them and then begin to go on a contemplative journey to understand them and apply them to our lives mm -hmm. and that's what it's sort of that's what jinkies is all about applying the words to our lives and then our life starts to come alive around the contemplation so the life mm. our life starts to teach us mm. yeah and then you realize that you have these uh skills in you i guess um that your shadow was trying to point you towards all along but you just shied away from the shadow so you never saw that there was a gift contained in it totally that's it <laughs> you know it's like a it's a sort of trickster thing isn't it that the yeah. gods <laughs> the gods hid our highest qualities in the last place we would look we would ever find yeah although exactly um so you briefly mentioned that obviously um you know, it was knowing about human design and studying human design that sort of gave birth to the Jinkies. I'm just selfishly curious, was it like a download that you got someday? Did it come to you in a meditation? Was it just by applying human design? Um, what was your, what's your kind of story about how, how the Jinkies were born? Yeah, I mean, it came, yeah, it, you know, my, my immersion in human design, um, which was fairly early on in its in its story because mm -hmm. I was I studied with Ra, the founder, um, was um, you know that uh, I, I explored it and and with this very kind of curious mind that I have, I you know was I was always like testing it and probing it and wanting to stretch it and um, and and so I started to kind of expand the language even while I was teaching human design and sharing it mm. in the UK. And, 
um i was the sort of first teacher over here and um and so i, uh, I and and so I, I wanted to stretch it a bit like you're doing actually because i i love how you approach it we approach it in very similar ways i think and that's how i approached it early mm. on mm. um and you know and it was a different back then because it was um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I met some resistance from some members of the human design community then, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of, eventually I just felt more and more uncomfortable about my my expanded version um, mm. that I kind of felt eventually sort of like I had to I had to move on, um, mm. and and so I then entered a kind of different zone where I was like, okay, what am I going to do? and I mm-hmm. and I returned my rights back to Ra and you know in a gracious way and mm-hmm. kind of said farewell um mm-hmm. and then um and then I had an you know I had an experience I sort of had an epiphany um and I had an early one anyway um before I'd even met human design I'd had a big spiritual experience in my 20s that I had no idea what to do with um but human design helped me kind of um format some of the things I'd learned and that I think that's why I I started to you know stretch the language and stretch it as a teaching um Mm. and I was also studying with um I Ching masters and Mm -hmm. you know you know really amazing kind of teachers Mm. um and so I kind of went um on this whole journey but then then in then I had a second series of epiphanies um, which came to me, I think, in 2004, as I was kind of creating something new. And it was just one of those funny situations where I kind of I didn't want to return to the standard human design thing, but I knew I had I knew I had to let this breathe in a, in a completely new way. So I so I created mm. this new spectrum, this language, and out of that, through a series of synchronicities and insights, mm. um, the jinkies were born. And um, and then they continued to unravel, um, mm. even while human design was still going off in its direction. And I kind of honoured mm. the roots always, um, mm-hmm. but it became something very different. Um, mm. It became a kind of yin to the yang of human design. And now, you know, it's something that many people um, use together and mm-hmm. um, and find all kinds of ways of of synergizing them and working with them, which I think is quite mm. exciting. It's super exciting. And I, I really believe that, um, you know, the, the integrity of the system itself is obviously a reflection of the person that creates them. But then also that if you spoke to um, a good Gene Keys reader and a good astrologer and a good tarot person, it's, it's, it's about also the person that, um, you know, the, how much they get out of their own way that um, also expresses how you know the information that comes to you so sometimes when people take things so literally you know that there's an extra there's an extra unseen force that makes all this wisdom kind of come alive and it really is about the person and the consciousness that it's expressed through and all these other beautiful things so I feel like it's impossible to not um especially if you are, um, you know, coming about it with, you know, beautiful intentions, it's impossible to not turn it into something of your own and Mm. something that is really interesting and beautiful and not because um, of any other reason, then it's just expressing itself through, you know, your essence. So, you know, there is no two people, um, you know, because I um, train people in human design as well. So I have tons of people that are you know, readers, um, but, you know, every single one of them, when I watch them doing their readings back, I'm like fascinated because I'm like, that's how you put that together or how you flowed those two things or whatever. And then obviously you mix it in with someone else is doing it with psychology or someone else is mixing gene keys in human design and someone else mm. is using gene keys just for health and they're a nutritionist or I don't know what, like yeah, totally. there's so many amazing ways to um, make all of these things work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I made a conscious decision to move in a different direction from human design where I mm-hmm. I moved away from readings and mm-hmm. I want because I because I wanted people to find their own way. And so I started to create programs that involved mm-hmm. journeys of contemplation. Mm-hmm. So I created the you know, all these jinkies programs called the Golden Path programs mm-hmm. that allowed each person to go through the experience of awakening 
those aspects themselves you know but 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 with me they're kind of holding their hand if you like online um mm -hmm. giving them lots of you know tools to go with it but they would have to do it themselves mm -hmm. and that was what I really feel is like kind of powerful because mm. it, it's a it's it's like it's it's not such a great idea for marketing <laughs> you know it's like if you want to get lots of people <laughs> that's not what you do mm -hmm. but it wasn't my goal to kind of get lots of people or be famous or anything like that mm -hmm. or make lots of money um but um I wanted to do it I wanted people to have their own awakening experience and mm -hmm. which is doesn't mean that someone can't read your gene keys for you or kind of mm -hmm. give you some insights mm -hmm. but n another person can't do contemplation for you, you know? yes you know yes so you have to do it yourself mm -hmm. otherwise you don't have those experiences of those mini awakenings that yes then lead you you know through these sequences that unravel over time you know mm. and it's a and, and that's a long process um mm. it takes time for all of mm. that to unravel but um it's a magical process because it's absolutely our, you know it's our transformational journey it's like mm. it's it's embedded in well us. i'm i'm i'd say probably one of my biggest um well it, de it depends if you who you speak to but i can be quite impatient and i think at the beginning of my spiritual journey you know you kind of want to hear like oh i just learn it and then that's it you know what i mean like it's, it's it's almost like that spiritual ego of like as soon as i just learn everything about my design or as soon as i know my jinkies and i can recite the words by heart like then i know but then you kind of realize like actually the wisdom that you can glean from any of these things of course it has to start in the, the conscious mind has to semi wrap its head around things right but for as long as you're alive that there'll be deeper levels is actually a very comforting thing and I'm sure and I'd be so curious to know like if um you know certain um keys of yours kind of just come back um for deeper review when you sort of like least expect them or different parts of your situations that come up in your life and you're like oh that's my 17 yeah. you know <laughs> totally of course you know that one of my keys is uh 63 um mm -hmm. and um in in gene keys we call that evolution and you call it the design uh this the um the personality earth um and um and so for me that's like a an area you know that that key is the shadow is doubt you know or self-doubt mm -hmm. and um and so just you know that's a journey for me like uh it has been a journey for year for years yeah. like doubting my own revelation doubting myself doubting the validity of whatever i'm doing you know and um and i've you know, I've I've gone through layers and layers and layers of that doubt, and I and I sometimes just think, oh, it's finally dealt with, and then something <laughs> triggers it, and then I'm like, oh, there's still a bit of doubt left in me. <laughs> I just the, yeah. those layers are are so rich, but every bit that I find, I realize behind it is a gift, you know, mm. and and so there's it's a journey of yeah, it's a real re journey of revelation, mm. and right now I'm I guess. You know, I'm I'm always exploring and I'm right now writing um, a book on all the lines, you know, of the of the mm -hmm. gene keys and the I Ching and all 384 of them. And oh um, my God. and it's a contemplative book. You know, it's, mm. it's a bit more poetic than than anything else. Um, mm. But I it's a it's a it's another way of going really deep into these codes um, mm. and uh I think it'll also be inspiring for people when it's done. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, but it's a great journey. Oh my God. I can't wait for that book. That's going to be me dead to the world for another year. <laughs> um, but the three, just for people to know the context, um, when you're saying 384, it's basically the, um, when you're looking at your numbers and you see there are 64 different, um, gates that you can have. And basically, you know, when you're looking at the numbers, it will say like 38.1 or 38.2. And basically the fact that, there's a different flavor even within the 38. Um, there are many, many different levels, actually not just one level um, of six different flavors, but even underneath that, there is even more and even more. And, um, you know, that's why there's billions of combinations. But, you know, for you and I to say, oh, we both have gift 10 or something, um, it's actually, you know, expressed completely differently because um, there's so many different ways that the 10 um, can look so I'll be and you know I love the way that you explain um, 
in the different numbers anyway. So you'll have to let us know when that book comes out, basically. Yeah, I'm sure you'll hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's amazing yeah. that you say about um, discovering, I think it's refreshing for people to hear that there is always new levels to go to because it's not it kind of makes you realize then that it's never about being done or never having to work on it ever again, quote unquote. It's just that there's always new gift, like new ways that that gift can be um, accessed to, to new heights. Always, you know, that is the human way, isn't it? Like we, mm. we are inexhaustible. And mm. so, you know, the, 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 all the treasures that lie inside us, you know, we, we couldn't possibly exhaust them not even in one life, not even in many, many lives, let alone one life, mm. you know? So it, yeah, it's a, it's, I mean, I just did a recording today about crisis because it seems like everyone I know is in a, in some kind of crisis right now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's happening in your life, but, um, and so I just, I was just saying like, what happens if, if when is you, it not? <laughs> you know, yeah. I just like, what happens if you look at this crisis as a magical crisis, you know, mm. like instead of being this whirlwind of like, uncontrollable elements that's just going to take over your life what if it's just a, a whirlwind of rainbows and mm. like each one of those rainbows you know those currents has magic in it and has a potential and you could harvest that it would be a very different way of entering into a crisis you know yes. so so it's it's in a way that's just always new and deeper levels especially as the the world situation ramps up and you know, the, the world crisis is ramping mm -hmm. up, right? So we mm -hmm. really are being called to kind of deeper levels of self-remembrance, self-awareness, self-love, you know, so all of that is, is constantly being called out of us. Yes, whether we whether we um, think we're actively participating or not, it's, it's kind of going to happen to us anyway. So we may as well do it with the may as well see it in a way that actually helps us then uh, and helps us yeah. transform. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things I really love about the jinkies is the way that it sort of, um, for want of a better word, formats all your different gates, numbers um, that, like you said, are also in the human design chart and the way that it kind of pieces the different um, numbers together, right? Um, into different uh, areas. So can you talk a little bit more about how you see those numbers in those sequences kind of how they go together or match up and why they became the, the different sequences that they became. Yeah. That was the sort of mystery of how they unraveled in those sequences. Um, I can't even fully remember <laughs> how wow. I got to those. You know, I, I know it was like um, the, the ones, you know, because the ones in the Venus sequence, they, mm -hmm. they kind of came in the middle of a, uh, a sort of big mystical experience that I had and wow. um and I sort of saw them in a ge in a geometry that's what they are they're geometries mm -hmm. inside us they're these algorithms mm -hmm. and um mm. and so they all kind of came together and originally they I saw them separately and then I realized they all form part of a kind of a holographic awareness like I call hologenetic you know mm. awareness inside us so wherever you put your attention in your profile, your Jinkies profile, you're putting your attention on the whole at the same, you know, or, so you can just look through one window, one sphere, mm. one, one key, one code. And you're kind of, it, when you're working on that and you're contemplating that, you're actually opening up all of them in some respect because they're all interconnected inside us, just as every aspect of our DNA is interconnected. Um, and also, I guess, extrapolating a bit further, the work that we do of awakening even just a small part of our genius, let's say, um, then opens up the potential in the wider field because we're all also interconnected through humanity. So when you look at the Gene Keys in, in, in the Pearl sequence, which is the, the sequence about prosperity, mm -hmm. um, you get to see through the revelations of that one how you're designed to flower and prosper in relationship to the whole and that means mm -hmm. in teams and in groups and you know your role within the what i call the synarchy you know the mm. the sort of self-organizing um intelligence of the collective you know mm. and these are these are language also that you'll find in human design but it's slightly mm -hmm. different it's it's, mm. it's language in a different way mm. and at the moment um you 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 mentioned that the pearl sequence is about prosperity but 
Um, I understand from um, from your team that you guys are doing a lot on the Venus sequence at the moment. Is that is that correct? Or you have something coming out soon about the Venus yeah, sequence? Yeah, no. Is we, that right? Well, we yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just a little bit past actually. It's just oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, no, it's la it's launching today. Funnily enough. Okay, all right. Um, it's a nice because it's also an eclipse today, isn't it? It is, and um, but very it's just launching today. Yeah, it's a huge. You know, we do. I, I, I one of the ways that we kind of started to work the gene keys as um through online retreats i don't you know I, you know if you're ever interested to come and do one of our online retreats and, and they are they're huge they're huge things and they're long you know and because contemplation takes time you know the venus retreat is six months long right wow. so you sign up for it but it runs along in the background of your life um, and so while you're doing everything else you're doing, you have this additional component that's just in the background. And so every, you know, every week, you know, every month you're focusing on one key, one, mm. you know, one, so one gate, I guess you'd say in human mm -hmm. design, you're looking at one code and you're really unpicking, well, how does that work inside me? Um, mm. And then you're applying that to your relationships, your life, you know, everything. And because you're doing it in this big group, this collective, it's sort of quickened. Everything, everything is accelerated, um, even mm. though you may never even be aware of how that operates. Doing it as a big group is, is really powerful. I think there's like uh, over 2000 people on this last one. Amazing. Um, and that they really work well because they because you then move in a rhythm together mm -hmm. and some people take it quite privately other people can you know there's a lot of connection that you can do online so you get to meet people in other parts of the world who are focusing on the same area as you but through their keys um, and and also I guess the profile is wound into the program so so the pro the program can sort of it contains your profile in it, if you know what I mean. So it's a personalized mm. program at the same time. And anyway, mm. so yeah, they're, they're, but you know, my, my like my, my self-study courses are like that. They kind of unravel in, in their own way as you explore them. You know, that's, mm. that's how I learned it. I, I learned it myself in that way of contemplating privately on my own, in my own space. Um, but if you're working on that, venus one which is about relationships it's really mm -hmm. good to do it with others because you get that because things come up mm. um and you know they really do and it's it's powerful it's a powerful transformational field to be in mm, i can <laughs> imagine and i also think that um you know it's a funny thing that happens when you learn about yourself because learning about yourself firstly helps you understand that how other people are different than you and also seeing other people's gifts makes you realize like okay no it's not just I am it makes you kind of see your own difference because you assume everyone kind of works the same way as you so sometimes kind of like sharing and then lifting other people up like it's this thing where just either one you focus on feeds the other mm. even if you don't intend for it to um and you know when you awaken other people's intelligence then it makes you see your own more clearly because you see the difference of it and then you see the similarities and totally. it's it's really it's it's really um it's so beautiful and it sounds like your um programs are almost like getting a software update in the background it's just they, running <laughs> they are they totally are they you know you, you're not the same person at the end as you were at the beginning um and you're you're kind of it's sort of entrainment of contemplation you know so mm. it, it kind of slows people down it kind of calms the nervous system like when you're studying something or you're exploring something through the lens of contemplation you have to slow down yeah you know and so it trains us to slow down and and one of the mm. keys for contemplation is finding pauses more regularly in our life mm. and in those pa more pauses we create in our everyday life the more kind of options there are for transformation to occur and mm. so uh we we're calming our nervous system in a planet that that is very averse to that right now especially yeah. you know especially in the developed developed world um mm. so it really kind of gives us a new rhythm um and just that on its own is incredibly healing even without yes, the gene yes. key stuff you know? mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yes. I mean, there's people that just, that's their work. It's just helping people, um, you know, get back into, you know, out of uh, fight and flight the whole time. Yeah. Um, and you're right. There really is so much that just comes out of that without even really 
knowing where it's going it just it's sort of you give it the space like you were saying earlier to sort of um to flower yeah i think also i mean i'm you know the 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 gene keys has a kind of global community um and and it's being translated into many languages i think like human designers as well i think um i don't know about that but we're we're like over 20 languages now um being translating these materials and um and it's like so there's this incredible kind of resonance in different countries and cultures and we're really like hot on sort of building that community and nourishing that community and i guess one of the purposes is because we want to prepare the world for what's coming right and so you need people who are really grounded um mm-hmm. you know they you know uh, who understand their spiritual gifts but who are really grounded and have and have done this basic abcs of this shadow work so that you're mm-hmm. not freaked out when the collective mm-hmm. um fear ramps up you know which is yeah. sort of happening more and more and possibly will continue to <laughs> so mm-hmm. in a way we're kind of there's a com- there's a community around it that's um more than it's more than built on hope it's built on a kind yes. of um em- self-empowerment to to handle crisis well mm. you know to and to realize that you know the things that are going on in the world around us are part of a of a kind of a, be- a beneficial you know um energy that's bringing us to something new you know so it's we don't ne- then therefore need to be so alarmed and mm. i think creating people that aren't alarmed by what's going on um is a really powerful thing to do you know and to network all those people you know so that there's this you know i mean i know you i saw one of the things you did on 2027 and those sort of um coming changes but yeah i think that's what i'm talking about yeah it's it's so interesting because i feel like um Sometimes I ask myself, you know, is just, does every generation think they're going through this incredible, most amazing change? Like I think about, you know, when our grandparents went through the war and was that the create, you know, was that the world changing? And then, I don't know, in the sixties, when there was all these different, um, you know, just evolutions of consciousness, I guess, or whatever it is, but and I don't know if this is just because this is the first one that I've lived through or anything like that, but it does definitely feel like whatever um, whatever it is, the greatest, I guess, um, gift that you can have right now is to is to be more you um, and to and to sit in that more than more than the way the world is kind of trying to, um, I guess, pull you out into uh the the sort of norms right so that's why I think these kind of systems are being born now because the world is now ready for us to really know ourselves specifically in such a deep way you know people ask me like why didn't human design exist before um you know and I think it's just like sometimes things come when as a collective we're really ready you know Mm. and I think you know if you ask me it would be the same with the gene keys where you know these things can be so accurately um described to people on such a big level because we need this is the time that we actually need them and that's what this this change is about is you know really really individualizing and becoming uh unhomogenized i guess right yeah i mean it, it becoming unhomogenized but at the same time um paradoxically moving in more harmony as a whole mm. you know because that's mm-hmm. that's that's how harmony operates like it mm. operates when individuals are kind of activating their genius their individual yes. unique complete you know sort of genius of their soul mm. and that's when like you 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 get this kind of pearl action you know where the mm. collective starts to self-organize you know breakthroughs um that you know that could really help you know the next stage of our evolution you know, so yeah it's a really um i mean for me this you know you're you're absolutely right i think every generation feels the same to a degree um and i think you you're right each teaching comes at a specific time for the generation that are ready for it um and this is the next stage i think like we're we're about to go through a global um 
kind of meltdown of some form and it and yeah. um and you know and it's i think it will touch every single human being on this planet in a way that that very few things have for a long time anyway um mm. on you know in our modern history so you know it's a yeah. it's a it but there's something new coming out of it isn't there mm. do you, you personally feel that as well um I do feel like something new is coming out of it uh, in the sense that, um, well, so my first, um, I guess my first modality that I sort of fell in love with, because I used to be a complete atheist and just believed in hardcore science until I was 22. And then I um, discovered Kabbalah, someone, a Kabbalistic astrologer read my chart, and then I started studying Kabbalah. And that was back in 2009, I think. And even back then she was saying to me there will be life before 2020 and life after 2020 and I always remember being like what do you mean like and obviously people couldn't necessarily predict a pandemic but one of the things that they say is that the gaps between um, time space and motion are getting shorter right and I guess now what we're seeing is that you know it really is living in a in a quantum um not just a quantum reality but that we operate like the innovations we can make are in such it's not even 10x it's like a whole different um system right like kind of what you're saying about um when you're doing a gene keys thing it's like you're it's running in the background but you're just not the same afterwards it's it's not even that it's comparable to your previous i feel that coming but i mean no one knows what it what it looks like quite um but it really is i mean what a time to be alive and also you know what a privilege to um see life the way you know I, I really think that our consciousness is the is the the biggest sort of um you know guarantee that you can have and so what a gift that we can see that we are able to see life now in this way right because that's um the only thing I think saving us from you know someone who is um you know completely you know the lot the me that was lost and the me now the only difference is is not that I don't have my own um struggles or anything it's just that I you would see them differently um mm. so I think um you know it's it, there's there's such a universe in the mind and that's where I feel like you know with your work and I actually want to ask you more about this is like the more you know what your shadows are the more you can kind of or this has been my experience anyway is that the more I I can take them more lightly when they come up because when you are able to, I guess, like put words to things. Um, and I think that's also one of the genius things about splitting it into three and, and journeying each gift like that is that, you know, you don't just think, oh, you know, I think shadow's been spoken about so much, but in such a broad way, like, okay, lack, or we don't think we're good people or, and all that stuff is true, of course. But when you can say, oh, my specific shadow says these voices to me or does these things to me, it's such a help because I think it helps you take your darkness less. It means your darkness has less control over you. Like it's this outside thing. It's more like, oh, there you are, old friend, like saying the same things to me, like, let's go there, hold my hand sort of thing. So I'd be so curious about, you know, um, you know, your take on the sort of seeing your old people come up when they come up, you know, those old, mm. those old friends. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what the Venus sequence work is all about. And anyone who's, anyone who's like really courageous and wants to go and understand, you know, how how their wounding kind of has, you know, is concealing their capacity to love, truly love, mm. you know, and therefore influencing all our relationships. Um, that work, the Venus work is in the Venus sequence, which is the second part of my um, golden path um programs mm -hmm. that's an incredible that's that's the most amazing part uh, i think of anything i've ever done um wow. uh, because it's like a wound map it's you know it's mm -hmm. like it gives you a wound map and that's not something most people kind of have had or like really want to look at but mm -hmm. if you're courageous and you really want to if you want to reawaken your capacity to truly love mm -hmm. you've got to kind of understand those those kind of parts of you that tend to shut down when you feel under threat or you feel uh, fear or, or a mm -hmm. pattern triggers you. Mm -hmm. And that, that's why the sequence is important because the, you know, like the mind is different from the heart. The heart can only open in layers, 
you know the heart you know really wants to open in layers like a flower you know like petal by petal by petal and it requires a lot of gentleness and tenderness and then it starts Mm -hmm. to feel safe and then it opens Mm -hmm. and then it might get a shock again and then it closes Um, Mm and but you as you understand what caused that shock and what inside you closed and how does it open up again you learn like how to kind of bring yourself back from the dead and you become better and better Mm. and better at doing that until you can almost do Mm. it instantaneously. Um, And, and then you're kind of, and then you've, you've attained something really, really rare, like a permanently open heart. Like that's like, Oh my God, is there anything more valuable (laughs) than that in the world? I, I, I'm like, wow. I don't know. (laughs) I can't think of anything. It's so true. I agree. And it's, and so I want to ask you just, I guess, you know, um, to know where this goes, right? Like, have you found because you're so intimately familiar with your wounding and because you can sort of, um, because you have developed an ability to sort of reopen, I guess, and not close down. um, I guess my question is a two-parter, which is like, do you find that, you know, inevitably the same wounds are going to always show up no matter who, else from the outside world is it's always going to be some um variation of the same stuff but different people will bring different things out of you and has it been your experience that have you since doing this work created relationships where even as deep as they go whether they're um romantic or just friendships or family or whatever where you can just stay like are you in a place where you can mostly stay really open and and how does that feel like I want to know from the other side (laughs) 18 years in I think it's all yeah I think it just takes time you know Mm. it's like you it it's it just takes time like I my one of my mentors um I once asked him you know what's it like being old And, and this was someone you know who just done this who's done this journey you know and is like 30 years ahead of me and he said um he said the the benefits much outweigh the negativities you know he said the mm. be- the best thing is that you're gentler on, i'm gentler on myself than i ever was mm-hmm. and i think it just takes time and mellowing um but if you have these kind of tools you can definitely speed that process up mm. um of of relaxing and mellowing and learning how to forgive yourself and learning how i mean learning to see that you really have created this situation you know whatever it is you may think you're a victim of it but actually mm-hmm. uh, your, your soul at the deepest level has created this and i know a lot of new age people say that you know it's really created this and you need to take full responsibility for it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and unlock its potential mm-hmm. you know and because there's some magic waiting for you and mm-hmm. wh- whatever the experience is and that might take a while to really get to the depths of it um but you'll get there eventually and and mm. um yeah i think it just ta- it just takes time that's that's all i'd say and that, so my yeah. two things i teach more than anything else are gentleness and patience mm. you know beautiful. with those two you have like some an incredible capacity to heal your heart and then mm. you know yes stuff stuff still gets triggered you know mm-hmm. but um the ability to come back from the dead quickly is mm. much more enhanced you know? yeah. so you can you can do it pretty quickly i think after a while yeah um, yeah and now this is gonna maybe this is a little bit of an odd question but i guess one of my uh experiences since since mine has opened to the level that it's at now is that do you ever struggle with feeling so much love for people that it's almost like (laughs) do you ever feel like you have to close it down to sometimes be appropriate (laughs) and I don't mean that and just to like live in the world do you feel like I guess you feel at odds with um a heart that is so open are there places where can you really just take it anywhere or are there certain places where you're just um more careful or for you who's probably you know sensitive to different energies are there things that you know um that you 
don't do to protect the open, like not to protect your open heart because an open heart, I guess, doesn't need protecting, but it's more like places where you just don't take that because there's some kind of jankiness, I guess. I think it's a really good question. It feels like like a whole other conversation. Um, opening up, but it's like, uh, I totally feel that often. I, you know, that, that kind of level of depth of love um and you just I think you just learn it's like that art of diplomacy you know you learn <laughs> like ha, what is the you know what is the appropriate level I can take that I can share that mm. love you know where mm-hmm. it doesn't go over it doesn't spill over a natural boundary mm. um and I you know I learned that in my journey with the Venus work um with the Venus sequence of you know the Gene Keys work um through trial and error through having some really bad experiences um and mm-hmm. being burned um and by mm-hmm. them and then learning like there's a there's a boundary level mm-hmm. um where you cut you know where sort of where you where you know where it lies like it's with mm-hmm. sexuality it's the same like there's a mm-hmm. there's a boundary level and if you go beyond that level you know you've gone beyond it you feel it immediately mm-hmm. and you're like oh you know, because things start mm-hmm. to get sticky and even though they might get exciting as well, but you know that where that boundary lies. So you have to yeah. be really clear about those things so that you feel kind of safe and the other mm. feels safe. And mm. and and often people will try and lure you over the boundary, you know, that's and uh, and so you have to kind of like hold your boundary. And mm. that's a really, I mean, that's part of, for me anyway, being in a committed relationship, like... Mm. Um, that's really a, a powerful thing. It's like, I was trying to say this to men, especially like mm. you're, you know, you, you, you actually have more freedom. You get more freedom out of commitment than you do out of, out of half-heartedness, you know? Mm. So you might think say more on that. That's interesting. Well, you, well, you might think that if I fully commit to this one person, Mm-hmm. then I'm going then I'm trapping my energies in this one thing and therefore mm-hmm. I can't share it over there and over there and over there but actually the reverse is the case <laughs> um like by fully committing you actually create a field of safety you know mm-hmm. where you where you you know but you you can't fake it that's the thing it's like your love has to kind of really want to do that mm-hmm. um uh, and and this is one of the keys you know 29th gene key is like the key mm-hmm. of half-heartedness mm-hmm. as a shadow like if you're doing something, even, you know, my friend used to say 99% commitment in a relationship is the same as 1% commitment. Wow. You know, it's like, wow, that was really, that really impacted me. I was like, because mm-hmm. we, we keep these little safety valves sometimes yes. for ourselves. Like, well, you yes. know, someone better might come along. And, mm-hmm. and yet if we give 100%, suddenly, mm-hmm. like we feel free. It's mm-hmm. the strangest thing. You feel That's free true. in that relationship because... Mm-hmm you know and you and you know where the boundary line is and that makes Mm. you feel safe and it makes others feel safe they feel it they feel Mm. like they know where they are with you and Mm. therefore you can share a lot of love in a really healthy way Mm. um i you know i've i've learned that that a lot i I had to learn it through trial and error unfortunately that's interesting yeah that's interesting yeah i think that's a really important thing to to um to talk about because I think if you are um you know opening up this love in you it's like well what do you do with it you know and I find like even and I guess also being English it's like a very it's a very um that's its own I guess conditioning but um and its own I guess culture to to try to to um just you know learn to to dance in but you know even when you're I find even something as simple as like speaking to people and really making full eye contact and not kind of darting all over the place when you're speaking to someone in person sometimes that can be really you know I I guess you're conscious that to most people that is quite intimate you know what I mean and so um you know you never um I don't know it just like people I think um we're used to even just our normal interactions being so mechanical I guess not heart-based whatever you want to call it um but it's really it's really amazing to hear that because I do think that um you know all of us even people that do think that they want to have committed relationships and want to feel so much love you do keep those like you said the pockets um 
that then doesn't create that that field of the very thing that we um the very thing that we want right but i guess we're yeah. at the sort of frontier of of what a more open-hearted world um we're, we're exploring we're pushing the boundaries yeah, we I guess. definitely are there's there yeah. there are no kind of fixed ways anymore um mm. you know it, it's it's it is a highly experimental time and yeah. so it kind of takes brave souls um who really know their own you know it's like in human design they know their own design and jinkies they mm -hmm. really know their own inner purpose so that mm. you don't get pulled off that you, you know we, yes. i call it core stability you don't get pulled mm. off your core stability mm -hmm. and you don't lose yourself in another person's aura you know mm. um so that you can you can taste it and you can love it and enjoy it but you don't lose yourself in it you know mm. that's that's mm. a powerful thing yeah it's 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 um i guess <sighs> have has it happened to you that the more you've learned to enjoy your own then you can just be a visitor of other people's but when you actually enjoy your I guess your home your home base um it's it's less of a temptation to go away from it like have you have have you grown to has this work helped you love your own one that you don't feel the need to escape to other people's yeah for want of a better word yeah that's what that's what that's exactly what it is it's it starts with with you with one as well it starts with self-love mm. like if you can tap your own self-love you don't need you know anything else mm. <laughs> so if you can really tap it uh, mm. then then you can choose to be with one or two or three or whatever like mm. it's, uh, that's completely you know but you're that's completely up to your journey you know mm. um for me personally it meant being with one person and mm. um and and kind of you know because it's like digging a well you know if you dig a if you're digging a well you if you dig it in one place and you go keep going deep and deep mm -hmm. you get down to the water table and it's just infinite how far you can go if you mm. dig lots of shallow wells you probably won't hit the water table right you know because you're too busy moving around and you know Mm -hmm. that level of commitment really delivers like a lot of evolutionary learning you know mm. and it just goes on getting richer it's it's like contemplation you know it goes yeah. on getting richer and deeper and um and you know you get more nourishment every mm -hmm. day and every week and every month you know so that's beautiful yeah it still still has challenges for sure but you you get to know them really really well so you kind of recognize them when they come and you're like oh well this isn't you <laughs> yeah speaking of which um you know talking about going into the you know i guess tapping the same well um you know and this is like it's on the actual cover of the back of the book of your book um the, the book that's called gene keys is that it you wrote it over 10 years um and honestly like it is and i've said this to you like it is maybe the best book i've ever read if not at least in the top three um so obviously that's a testament to the patience and the intentionality and the change in the consciousness and i just want i would be so curious to just ask you about the patience and the just i guess dancing with the same wisdom that that must have happened for you to do that and to give that space of 10 years to to bring that in i think it just takes it you know like any it's like anything worthwhile doing really you know you you have to find a rhythm to it that just takes time to go deep mm. and mm. we but we're so conditioned to get the quick hit and the you know the the quick knowledge and the short knowledge and the sh you know and um the real value is the opposite you know it's it's in a way i think we, as a species we almost need to part of us needs to go back to our more indigenous roots mm. you know where we are living closer to the earth and the rhythms and we're living simply um and i think many people are kind of realizing that mm -hmm. um because that's where we plug in to this actually higher consciousness and it comes from being in rhythm with the earth with Gaia with her creatures with the seasons mm. and really looking around us and experiencing the magic of the moment mm. you know the magic of a leaf falling or the magic the poetry of life mm -hmm. and we've lost touch in a way many of us with the poetry of life the music of life and I think that's you know that's that's my 
that's that's who I am, really. That's you know, like I I, I don't know. It's like I think it's who we all are, actually. Mm. Where I think we're all like in our soul, poetic, you know, mm-hmm. and but to to find that requires that we sort of return to mm. our roots and in, inside us, don't you think? Absolutely. Well, um, you know, the, those words on those pages are are just like you were talking about the entrainment. It's that you feel that frequency expressed and you see it somewhere else and it helps you realize that A, it's possible, B, that it's it's a truth with a capital T. Um, and that helps you kind of stir that, you know, the ability of the mystical genius inside of inside of you too so I'm so grateful for your work thank you so much for um just sharing all of your contemplations and your nuggets and your thoughts with us today um and yeah people can find you on genekeys.com and is there any other um, resources that you want to point our audience to I think it's all there everything's there on genekeys.com and um yeah obviously the books are on amazon so yeah art of contemplation i really recommend is a nice one to begin with um i'm getting that one as soon as we hang up (laughs) awesome thank you so much richard thanks jenna lovely to meet you it was lovely to speak to you